When injury takes you out of the game, it's time for your team to step up. At Alina Health Orthopedics, you'll get expert care backed by a whole health system of providers. With convenient locations, virtual options, and an app that gives you 24-7 access to your records, test results, and care team, you're always close to the care you need. Schedule now at alinahealth.org slash ortho. I'm Michael Boxall, and you're listening to The Sound of the Loons. afternoon or evening depending on when this finds you welcome to the sound of the loons podcast presented by alina health orthopedics i'm steve mcpherson and today we've got a sort of special bonus episode obviously minnesota united had a good weekend getting the clean sheet one no win over the western conference leading seattle sanders and cal and i will get into all that a little later this week as we also uh, look ahead to the the team's next match with uh, the portland timbers but right now uh, you're going to get to hear from Chef Justin Sutherland on barbecue, a topic which has become near and dear to my heart over the last year or so. Justin operates several restaurants in the Twin Cities, including the Handsome Hog, and he is also the chief culinary consultant at Allianz Field. So if you're really here for soccer, sorry, you're going to hear about some barbecue. Justin Sutherland, welcome back to Sound of the Loons. You are Allianz Field's uh, chief culinary consultant, uh, but that's just one of many hats you wear. Uh, I know that uh, you're a chef uh, who has done a lot of different kind of cooking, but you know, also in, in charge of the Handsome Hog, uh, and it's, it's barbecue season out there. It's hot. Uh, everybody's firing up their grills, their smokers, et cetera. Uh, the, first of all, welcome. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me back. Good to good to chat with you again. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Um, and uh, so here's where I wanted to start. When I was growing up in Massachusetts, not known for its its barbecue culture, um, to me, barbecue was grilling hamburgers. But that's not really barbecue in the sense of it. Can you talk a little bit about you know what separates barbecue from just grilling? Yeah, I mean, I think I think that term barbecue is, is extremely, you know, regional and, and cultural around, you know, the different areas of the United States and the world. Um, you know, I mean, me too, growing up, instead of when we were going to go barbecue, it was throwing hamburgers and hot dogs on the grill. I mean, that's, you know, especially in Minnesota before our barbecue boom kind of hit. I mean, that was barbecuing. Um, you go down south, you know, to the Carolinas and they say the word barbecue and that literally means, you know, pulled pork with the, with the Carolina barbecue sauce on it. I mean, barbecue is pulled pork and nothing else. Um, so I know I think you get into a lot of difference between you know smoking between grilling. Um, it it really really depends on on where you are and who you're talking to. <laughs> yeah. The, so I was I was fascinated to find out that um, you know the the roots of of barbecuing come from uh, you know different cultures that were in 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 the Americas, including native cultures, where they would mm-hmm. uh, you know dig pits and then and then cook meat. Uh, you know, sort of. Uh, in, in the ground over, over coals and things like that. And that the, the term barbecue comes from the Spanish word barbacoa, uh, you know, and so there's sort of, there's all these different, uh, cultures that go into it, which I find really interesting. And also knowing your background with all the different cultures that go into what you do. Um, Mm -hmm. how did you go from, uh, barbecuing being grilling in the backyard here, you know, in Minnesota to sort of getting into some of the techniques that are involved in barbecuing? 
Yeah, I mean, it's something, you know, that that initial, you know, barbecue, as you and I grew up knowing it, that was just, you know, that was always just like the happy time that reminded us of summer. That's how families got together. Um, so that aspect of it was just always something that was ingrained in me because those are some of my best best food memories were, were around a grill. Um, you know, but then I just really started getting fascinated with, you know, with the smoking and just that whole barbecue world that, you know, in as of now in Minnesota in the last, you know, five plus years, I mean, it's blown up. We have some of the best barbecue, you know, pop-ups and trucks and trailers around the country. Um, but there wasn't a lot of that, you know, six, seven years ago when we were opening Handsome Hogs. So it was something I really wanted to, to learn and, and, and bring to this community because we didn't have a lot of it. So when you got into uh, smoking, did you go with, I mean, did you start with like offset smoker did you start there uh from that seems like the top end of of the difficulty scale in terms of figuring this stuff out like i've heard a lot of horror stories about people trying to make briskets and it going really badly <laughs> yeah i mean you know honestly it starts a lot you know in the restaurant it started just a lot of tabletop smokers that you know you build on your stovetop or you take you know the big hotel pan and put wood chips in it and just kind of you know learning how different meats and foods absorb smoke um, you know, then moving to building, kind of building our own units, just messing around with cinder blocks and, you know, and iron plates and then building things outside and then messing around with some offset smokers and some direct and indirect heat. And honestly, it's a lot of trial and error. I mean, it's, uh, I'm, I'm still nowhere near any of these, you know, great pit masters or anything. And I'm learning stuff every single day um, just by eating and, and watching and, and reading and I'm mostly eating. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's one of the really interesting things to me is that the extent to which it demands uh, patience and experimentation and the fact that a lot of this stuff takes so long, um, you know, when you're dealing with things like pork butt or brisket, you're talking about over 10 hours, you know, and things like that. And you, you take all these steps along the way. And it's not like complicated, right? right. But you know, it, it, little things make a big difference when they're done over that length of time. It's it, it, to me, it's interesting. It's interesting because I love eating barbecue, but mm -hmm. and making it as well now. But it's um, it's interesting because I do think there are some connections to things like soccer uh, right. and the fact that like a team coming together is not simply like you take the best ingredients and that gives you the best thing. It's like it, the ingredients have to work together in a certain way. They have to, there's, there's a certain amount of patience. There's a certain amount of understanding everything's role. Um, and I think that's one of the really beautiful things about barbecue. In addition to what you said earlier, which was this communal element of it, mm -hmm. which is coming together for it. It's not just, I have, finish this meal. Here it is presented to you on a plate. It's sort of, everybody's there. Let, let's hang out. We, you know, there's no rush. Um, right. And I, I think those, I think some of those, that communal element and that patience element as you're learning the craft are both things that connect to the world of soccer. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think when you said, and then you hit it when you said it's not always about taking the best ingredients because, you know, in its, in its origins, I mean, barbecue was a way of, of taking uh, less desirable cuts of meat, cuts of meat that were very tough that, you know, that took a long period of time. And the only way to break some of those, you know, connective tissues down were to smoke it and were to cook it for eight, 10, 12 plus hours. Um, so it's not, you know, it's not always about finding the best thing. It's about, you know, by time, temperature, patience, you know, knowing when those, you know, those muscle fibers are breaking down, knowing how much fat you want to render off and then just really balancing, you know, that temperature and, and, and having patience. I mean, that's the biggest mistake when people first start smoking or grilling, they'll be like, all right, making brisket dinners at six. And we're like, no, dinners, dinners, whenever the brisket says dinner, as you can, then, you know, you can't just turn the heat up higher and make it cook yeah. faster, you know, so. <laughs> Yeah, my my wife still doesn't fully understand that. Like when we're ma when I'm the, trying to make brisket, and I, so I I got a Traeger last fall, and I've sort of been yep. working from the the wood pellet thing, which is it's great. 
it's nice because it it takes a certain amount of of that um uh, you know hard work out of the front end of it and allows you to focus a little more on sort of you know your rub the you know the, mm-hmm. your wrap like all those things that you do and so because i you know like if i had to build a fire every time i was making you know brisket like i, I mean it already takes 12 hours like i don't know right. how much <laughs> i could do this but yeah i'm exactly. like working on something and my wife is like so when should we people come over i'm like well have them come over at three i'm not sure it could be it could be four it could be five you know and she's yep. like i'm like this is just how it is like you'd you gotta listen you gotta listen to the meat <laughs> yep it's, it's it's done when it's done you can't make it go any faster <laughs> yeah um this I, also the thing about the using cinder blocks and stuff like that was making me think of i watched a i think it was a, a chef's table on netflix with um mm-hmm. a guy from i think it was it was one of the carolinas and it started off with him uh, like building a pit essentially. Cause this yeah. was like whole pig uh, roasting and or, or barbecuing. And um, he's going to like the hardware store. And the first thing he says is, you know, like a lot of chefs go to like the chef store. It's like, yeah, well, that's the hardware. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. Rodney, Rodney, that's yeah. Right. yeah. I go to the hardware store, like for like a shovel, right. <laughs> which was amazing. And his, his story is incredible. Like watching, yeah. you know, like the, the stories of these people who begin from a family tradition and then, you know, people take notice of it and suddenly they're like the thing to go do and people are going to visit, you know, their institutions. Have you, have you gotten to go around the country and, and go to some barbecue places? Like what are some of your favorites? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I mean, luckily my, my top chef, my top chef season was in uh, Kentucky. So got a lot of time in the South. Um, you know, we did do a few years back, kind of a barbecue tr- tour through St. Louis, Texas, and just drove and uh, stopped at all the little hole in the walls. Oh, man, we found this place in Mississippi, just off the beaten path. I think it's called the shack. Um, that was one of my favorite places I've ever been. But for me, I think, you know, this, I don't want any sign. I want like, food to, you know, be served off an old cellar door and just like have this little corner, like lean to on the side of the road that, you know, that's where I think the best barbecue is always coming from. Yeah. It's, it's one of those tough things and it comes up in a lot of situations. I think it, it happens in, in, in music. It happens, it can happen in sports as well. You know, with the, you know, I know that's a thing with soccer because Minnesota United started as a sort of second division team. They were an NASL and a lot of people came to love that feel of going to a small game and it's raucous. And then now it's, it's MLS. It can be tough to like maintain that, um, you know, authenticity as things get bigger, you know, as, right. as the stakes rise, like it becomes, it can be become more difficult. Um, is that a thing that's ever, I mean, you're a guy who's doing a million things all the time. Do you ever, do you get concerned about that? Like it, are the things you do to try to make sure you're maintaining touch with like what got you into this in the first place? Absolutely. I think that's, that's always a situation. I think in, in, in any, you know, in any arena is usually, you know, the, the larger you grow, the hard, the harder it is to control, you know, what got you there. Um, I mean, it, it's always a concern. Um, I think if you stay, you know, stay conscious of it and watch which areas of your, you're growing in and which areas you're, you know, staying very true to, to, to the origins. Um, you know, I try not to, to duplicate things that are, you know, that are already good. People, you know, always ask why I haven't opened another handsome hog and, you know, it's because, I mean, there's something so special about that place. It's just, you know, there's so many aspects from the staff to the, you know, just the, the, the people that have been there for so long building this culture that I don't think I could replicate it, you know, in its in, and, and keep it true to what it was, um, which is why I haven't. I'd rather explore and do, you know, other concepts and other things rather than if something's really good, I try and tend to leave it alone. <laughs> again another barbecue lesson if it's going well just just leave it alone like right. don't 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 open the smoker <laughs> yeah yeah so what do you see as as the and again sort of getting back to your 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 background of 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 having a lot of different cultures um 
how do you see the role of, um, you know, the tradition of, of, of barbecue uh, cooking versus innovating things? Like when you're making something, um, you know, is it, you talked about experimentation. Is it sort of like, this is, I know this is the concept. Once you get that down, do you start being like, what can I do to tweak this a little bit? Uh, like where, how, how does that fall for you? I mean, not, I mean, there's really, I mean, you know, barbecue is very much, you know, I mean, it's very much science. There's some rules that just cannot be manipulated or broken. I mean, you know, a certain muscle tissue is going to break down at this temperature. You need it to reach this certain temperature. It has to cook for this long. So, I mean, there's just certain components that you really can't mess with. Um, and any, you know, barbecue purist would, would tell you absolutely not to, you know, I mean, you can experiment in, you know, in, in your rubs or seasonings or, or, you know, what you're smoking. I mean, we'll be trying to throw all kinds of crazy shit in the smoker just to see what, <laughs> just to see what works out. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's always room for innovation. And of course, we always want to see new fun stuff. Um, but there's just some pretty fundamental r- rules when it comes to when it comes to barbecue and smoking that just are what they are. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, when I was in, I was in Austin maybe about a year and a half ago and went to a, a Korean place that was like a sort of hybrid Korean Texas barbecue where it had some elements mm-hmm. of like the Korean barbecue stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then also sort of uh, some foundations of sort of smoking Texas right. barbecue. And that was a really, that was a really interesting fusion, uh, you know, to get to mm-hmm. try out. Yeah. There's a uh, place called Q, which is a, like a Japanese, uh, uh, barbecue fusion place it's absolutely phenomenal as well it's just like that it's it's pretty mind-blowing yeah so the the thing that um to get a little more specific here the thing that got me really into it was being in austin and going to franklin barbecue um mm-hmm. and you know waiting for two hours in line yep. <laughs> and then having some life-changing brisket that you yep. know is, is still still like what what i aspire to um as far as you know like the the thing and so i've i've sort of followed you know watching aaron franklin stuff and and he's very much in the you know your rub is salt pepper like if you're doing yep. brisket like it, it keep it keep it simple you know i've done pork shoulder and done you know had paprika in there and things like that so to give it some color and stuff like that um do you have any good tips for for rubs are you all also with just a salt and black pepper guy or like do you have anything else that you like to put in there i mean i'm, I'm generally a salt and a salt and pepper guy um we, I, we don't do that at handsome hog I actually have my own uh line of all of my rubs and, and spices are for sale um that we have a line out for my brisket rub rib rub our fried chicken dredge and a couple of our wing seasonings um yeah, I mean, for me, it, salt and pepper is always, you know, the basis of, of great, great food. Um, you know, our brisket at Handsome Hog, we do a little different. We've got a proprietary rub that we use there that's got some, some cinnamon, some brown sugar. Um, so, I mean, again, it's, I think you, you go with what you like and find find the mix, mix that works. But I definitely always do start with salt and pepper on everything. Yeah. Do you find the sugar element, does that help? I mean, I'm getting so specific here. Does yeah. that help with like bark formation? <laughs> <laughs> or anything like that is that does it contribute to that this is a thing i'm trying to figure out myself absolutely of course i mean you know sugar naturally caramelizes you know when it when it gets that high heat you know and then gets that carbony look so yeah i mean sugar definitely helps with that bark and and just helps with the sweetness overall of the meat yeah nice um for as far as doing like like uh, you do you do ribs i have not done ribs yet for some yeah. somehow i have not managed to do ribs yet um what do you do you like do you like the short ribs do you like the, the beef like what do you what do you like to cook when it comes I, to that i like st louis style ribs um okay. they tend to have a little bit more meat on them a little bit more fat and fat on them you know they're cut a little bit thicker than, than like a baby back um but i mean i like all our, i love ribs i'll yeah. eat any of them but you know like st louis style pork rib is generally my favorite Nice, nice. Uh, and is that and is that a, a dry? Is St. Louis dry? What are they? What's that? 
is it a dry rub and then dry rub, dry okay. rub. Yep. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I like the, I like the dry rubs. I like chicken wings with dry rub actually. Yep. It's one of my favorites. I mean, I prefer, I prefer dry rubs just about on everything. I mean, I, I love sauces, I love hot sauces. I love some, some sauce on the side, but I always think barbecue sauce. I mean, if, if, if it's smoked right, if it's the right texture, if it's seasoned correctly, you know, sauce is just kind of drowning out all that hard work that you just put into it. I mean, the meat, the meat should speak for itself. So I'm not, a, not a big sauce guy. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the salt and pepper thing too, right? That you really, you right. want to, whatever your rub is, I'm sure you're, I have, we'll have to try out your proprietary rubs um, at some point. The, you know, like the, you want the meat and the smoke to come through. You don't want it right. to be sort of obs obscured by that. Um, there are some really good uh, barbecue sauces. I really like Gates from Kansas City is actually. Okay. I, I've been to Kansas City a couple of times with the, with the team yep. for, for games, and I've gone to a couple different places down there, uh, which which are quite good. But I am I am with you. I prefer a little bit of sauce, maybe just on the side. You know, like right. I don't I don't want it. I don't want it swimming in that basically. Exactly. I'll do like dip maybe every other bite in some sauce or just try it, you know, just to try it. But the I generally just want to taste that smoke, that meat. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you were you mentioned before also the the sort of the the explosion of barbecue places here in, in mm -hmm. Minnesota. I just went to uh Boomin Barbecue, which I believe yep. has uh you know one of your alums uh yep. is doing that, which was which was great. Uh fantastic to check out. Uh, everybody should they have a food truck at the the parking lot of Ambibulous, which is great. Um it, what are you know? What are some of the other ones that you that you have enjoyed trying out? Uh, you know, in the Twin Cities, aside from obviously Handsome Hog, top of the list. But yeah, no, I mean <laughs> honestly, it's not. I mean Handsome Hog is you know it, it's by no means a, a barbecue restaurant sure. in the way that the other people are barbecue restaurants. You know, we do some barbecue and, and, and southern food, but no, no I mean um, like Animales Barbecue, uh, definitely one of my favorites, yeah. hands down. Um, Boomin Barbecue for sure. Um, yeah, both those guys, Gary and Dylan both uh handsome hog alum who, who are good friends and they're crushing it uh, um uh bark in the bite uh black box uh barbecue we just i feel like in the last like i mean there's dozens of really really good like competition style barbecue places around here but booming and animales are definitely my two favorite yeah i had the 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 beef cheek at at booming and it was yeah. uh it was it was great that was a yeah. that, it's a real i've never had i've never had beef cheek before but it's a really interesting cut yeah, it's really good. I mean, again, it's one of those tough cuts of meat that takes, you know, you have to have to be treated. I mean, they smoke forever. It has to be yeah. treated very, very specifically in order to get that texture that you're looking for. Yeah, you get that that awesome that awesome bark on there. What yeah. what do you what do you find sort of most satisfying in in like what's the, what's the most satisfying thing for you to cook? Do you like to do uh, the the like the pork shoulder uh, brisket? Like, what, do you like the the big challenge of the long cook with the brisket or or something a little bit a little bit easier i mean quicker. yeah i mean brisket's very i mean i think once you get your brisket time and temperature and recipe down it's you know it generally doesn't fail um mm -hmm. so i mean that's it becomes now we do i mean we get 500 pounds of brisket a week i like i like doing smaller cuts of meat that are a little bit more tricky i love cooking ribs um you know i think that's one of the harder things to nail getting you know the right amount of tenderness by still having a little bit of that meat pull on there you don't want just to be you know completely fall off um i love doing ribs um I love doing stuff with chicken wings, mm -hmm. uh, but, and I also just like finding weird stuff to smoke and, and see what works. I mean, we've been doing, <laughs> we've been doing smoked crab legs at that handsome hog here for the last couple months. And those oh, nice. Have been phenomenal. And, you know. Yeah. What's so, okay. Crab. What's some other, what's some of the other crazy things you've tried in, in the smoker? Not necessarily crazy, but I think uh, <laughs> one of the greatest things to smoke is is butter. Um, we, we use smoked mm. butter and everything fat absorbs smoke just amazingly. So 
I mean, if you smoke butter, keep it in your freezer and just cube it up and have little cubes of smoked butter that you can fold into anything and just give anything you're making a pretty phenomenal smoky and buttery flavor. Mm, this this is a very this is a very good tip. I just I just yep. did so, I did some uh, some smoked nuts last weekend, like yep. you know, sort of like a little brown sugar, cinnamon, things like that, a little cayenne in there, and that stuff's good. There's a lot of so the Traeger's nice. You can do a lot of other stuff. You can do like you know I, exactly. I, did, I did like a breakfast bake, like a like a mm-hmm. strata basically. You find um, out you can smoke just about anything, and it's and most things taste better smoked. <laughs> I smoked a frozen pizza. It was, <laughs> right. it was it, like this is better than just cooking it in your oven. So there's yep. <laughs> there's a lot well, of things. I love it. What would you recommend, uh, you know, for somebody, uh, you know, getting into it, you know, like, obviously, not all of us are going to build smokers. I mean, I, I have had good luck with the Traeger and, and doing the pellet yeah. grill and stuff like that. Like, what would you recommend for people? Yeah, I mean, I would say, I mean, honestly, the, I mean, the Traeger's big green eggs are, are great, you know, starter pieces. So there's a lot of really good inexpensive offset smokers in there. Um, but I don't think it really matters what kind of rig you're using. I think the biggest thing is, hey, know that you're probably going to mess up the first time you know, and just, and, and let the, don't do it too fast. I mean, just let the time, you know, just let the time happen. Cause that's, I think again, that's people's always their biggest mistake is just is rushing it or thinking they can turn up the heat or thinking they can, you know, say what time it's going to be done. Just, yeah. you know, take, take your time and have fun. <laughs> Yeah, I, I so far I have not lost anything really. I, nothing's gone terribly wrong. Um, right. I, I did run out of pellets once when I was smoking a turkey breast, and then I had to restart it, which is like a half hour of yeah, yeah. cool down. And and so that was not the best turkey breast. But um, <laughs> I've since learned. I did a buttermilk brine with a turkey breast that was amazing. Nice. Like that yeah. really kept it nice and and moist, yep. which was fantastic. But yeah, that patience thing is. I tried my first brisket like overnight, the like a couple of weeks ago, where I started mm-hmm. at like you know eleven forty five or something, and. I, I I couldn't really sleep because I was <laughs> you were right. Uh, well, that's that's good. That means you care about your meat. But yeah, I mean sometimes that's the best way. Big cuts of meat, do it overnight. You know. Yeah, that that first you know that that the first four or five hours, like you don't want to really mess with it too much, anyway. So like right. if you know. The Traeger again is great for that because you, I mean, feel like there's an ad for Traeger now, but like it, it, you know, it'll tell you if something goes horribly wrong, like it'll wake yeah. you up with your, the, the phone, you know? So, know. Um, so yeah, that, that, that's good, but it's been, I mean, it's, it's a fantastic thing. I recommend it for anybody to get into, like you said, like it's that communal thing, getting people together, you know, especially over the last you know year, the, the ability to get people together outside and eat some food is, is, is yeah. a real blessing in times like we've had this last year. Absolutely. And barbecue is, is no better way to do it. Yeah. So, I mean, we always say nobody's ever mad at a barbecue. I mean, you can't, you just you can't be there and be in a bad mood. Absolutely. Absolutely. Justin, thanks so much for coming by. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us for the 152nd Sound of the Loons podcast presented by Alina Health Orthopedics. Be sure to leave us a nice review on iTunes or at the very least a five-star rating and follow the team on Twitter at MNUFC. You can follow me at Steve Entrist, and I strongly recommend checking out Justin's feed on Instagram at Chef Justin Sutherland. He's currently hosting Fast Foodies on True TV. Apologies, as always, to Richard Wagner. And remember, there's only one person in this whole world like you, and people can like you exactly as you are. <laughs>